The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, May 28th edition. We've got a 13-game slate on tap. Lots going on. Lots and lots of offense to attack on tonight's slate. So it should be a fun one, but there is some weather concerns to keep in mind when you're breaking it all down. But before we do so, if you can give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much, much appreciate it. It would help the podcast go a long, long way. And go check out the guys over at thequantedge.com. Doing some great stuff over there. Uh, baseball rest of the season for uh, $124.99. Get the all sports package for $19.99 for your first month or a five day trial for five bucks. You can try them all out with promo code Bubba. So go check it out over there at thequantedge.com. If you choose to go the free route with things, come to fantasysportsdgens.com and check out to the Fantasy DGens Slack chat where there's stuff going on in all sports all the time. So come check all of that out. But as we get it going, the weather concerns St. Louis, Philadelphia, in Philly. Wind blowing out to right field about uh, 10 miles an hour. You have potential rain at about 35%. When you're looking at uh, Detroit at Baltimore, wind blowing out to right field about 10 miles an hour, which is always fine. And then um, Cleveland at Boston, wind's blowing in from right about 11 miles an hour. And there is like 80% chances of rain there. So uh, the Boston, Cleveland-Boston game is looking a little bleak at the moment. And then lastly, Arizona at Colorado. Wind blowing in from left about 13 miles an hour. Take that with a grain of salt in Colorado. More importantly, 35 to 40% chances of rain. So what it comes down here is you got Cleveland-Boston is nasty weather-wise. Philadelphia and Colorado, 35 to 40% chances of rain to keep an eye on those. So this 13-game slate could change a bit, but at the same time, the day can change a lot as this is just a first look podcast at 5.30 in the morning Pacific time. So a lot can change by lock. We're like almost 10 hour, 11 hours away from lock. So long ways to go here. Let's see what the totals are on this slate. Padres at Yankees, total of, or that's not on the slate. Tigers at Orioles, total of nine. Cardinals, Phillies, 10.5. Indians, Red Sox, 9.5. Giants, Marlins, 7.5. Blue Jays, Rays, waiting on that because the opener, Stanek, then Yarborough. Uh, Nationals, Braves, 8.5. Cubs, Astros, 9.5. Royals, White Sox, 8.5.
Brewers, Twins, 9.5. D-backs, Rockies, 12.5. Anaheim, Oakland, waiting on that one because the Angels are using an opener as Tropiano will be the second man out there for the Halos. Mets, Doyers, total 8. Rangers, Mariners, 9.5. So here you have it. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 of our 13 totals at this point in time. The two we don't even have are nine or higher. Actually, nine and a half. Or no, nine or higher. I'll give you nine, nine or higher. It's it's another one. Another offensive juggernaut of an evening. So let's see where we're attacking the bats on this 13-game slate. Steven Strasburg's 11-8. Frankie Montas, 11-3. I'll pass. Strasburg can be great, but at 11-8, he's got to be lights out great. And I think you can get similar production elsewhere on this slate. So I will pass on that one. Uh, Frankie Montas, love Frankie Montas. 11-3 versus a team that does not strike out a lot. I will pass. But Rich Hill at 10-8 will start my uh, interest on this slate. He's facing a New York Mets team that you can definitely take advantage of. Rich Hill's been great in his last two starts. Got six innings in both of them. He still hasn't gone past 96 pitches in, a, in, a, in his last four starts since coming back or his last five starts to come back from the IL. It's 85 to 96. He threw 90 his last time out. I think it's going to be like we like last year. I remember Kenta Maeda, it wasn't a pitch count thing. It was an innings thing. So um, I could see uh, Rich Hill being like a six and six and out type guy, which kind of does hurt his value. But at the same time, he's racking up 28% strikeout rate and a 51.5% ground ball rate. And you got a Mets team that has a 23.5% strikeout rate versus left-handed pitching. They had the lowest team total at 3.2. Lefties 197, righties 286. So Rich Hill at 10-8 does start the ascent into this upper bracket of pitching and definitely is an intriguing option up top. Matt Boyd at 10-3 at the Baltimore Orioles. you got to be careful. The Baltimore Orioles can be a little sneaky when it comes to their uh, offense versus left-handed pitching, GPP relevant. But uh, in four games on the road this year, he has a 3-3-3 ERA with 23.8 DraftKings points per start coming off a great start against the Miami Marlins. Great against Oakland. But you look at his recent, he hasn't been on the road in quite a while. White Sox, 23.3. Boston, 16.6. Yankees, 33.5. Boy, has been very, very good this year. And again, it's a Baltimore team you can pick on. They strike out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Boyd almost has a 30% K rate, 13% swinging strike rate, and a 38% ground ball rate. So lots to like there. And it's a Baltimore team with a 4-4-5 team total. Lefties 206, righties 296 versus Matt Boyd. So Boyd's in a great spot today. If he's make, if he's locating his pitch as well, he could be in for a big night against Baltimore at 10-3. Lucas Giolito. Yes, Lucas Giolito is $9,900. And he's earned it. He has been damn good. He's been much better on the road than at home, so keep that in mind. 477 ERA at home, 1.8 on the road. This is two starts versus Kansas City this year. He's averaging 21.7 DraftKings points per start. He's only gone nine and a third innings in those two starts, which is crazy. But he has 13 strikeouts, allowing for that 21.7 points per start. He's been that good. He has 21 or more DraftKings points in four straight starts. He has 31 or more DraftKings points in three of those four starts. At Houston, Toronto, at Toronto, at Cleveland. He has been outstanding. Last start against Kansas City, two and two-thirds, five Ks for 14.8. I believe that was a weather issue there. His other start, six and two-thirds, two earned eight Ks for 28.6. Lucas Giolito has been real. $9,900 is crazy when you think about it, but he's earned it. KC strikes out 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching 
G. Lito, 28.5% K rate, 37% ground ball rate. Coming off a complete game shutout, not always the best time to attack a pitcher, but Kansas City has a 3.9 team total. Lefty's 299, righty's 275. So you can definitely look at Lucas Giolito at 9,900. Lastly, weather permitting, David Price at 94 is in a great spot here against the Cleveland Indians. He's been outstanding at home this year, 139 ERA at home compared to 408 on the road. Last few home starts, Tampa Bay 19-3, Baltimore 32. Uh, those are the last two that, that, that show up. He's been on the road quite a bit of late. He scared a lot of people in his last start, leaving after like 15 pitches with the flu. He had the shits, people. It's tough to pitch when you have the shits. So just think about it that way. David Price uh, has a th- almost 29% K rate, 43% ground ball rate, and faces a Cleveland team that strikes out 24% of the time versus lefties. They have a team total of 3.95. Lefties 250, righties 301. And when you look at the Indians, a 293 Woba and a 140 ISO versus left-handed pitching. They're very, very, very bad versus left-handed pitching. It's just a matter of does this game play because the weather is horrible there. So keep that in mind when you're looking at David Price. It's a, it's a great price for him. It's a great spot for him. I think he's a great option tonight if the weather permits. If it doesn't and it gets rained out, well, we'll be talking about David Price this time tomorrow morning. All right, so 9K and above. I got Rich Hill 1, David Price 2, Matt Boyd 3, Lucas Giolito 4. But they're all really good in their own rights. And it could just be you play the ownership game or you play the savings game. They all have their own validity at these price points. Dropping below 9K, it felt weird saying Lucas Giolito at 9,900. It feels weird saying Dylan Bundy at 85, but he's earned it. Detroit at Baltimore, he's facing the Detroit Tigers team. That's been very, very bad this year. Giolito, you know, at 12.6 at the Yankees his last time out, but 27-2 at Cleveland, 5-7 against the Angels, 25-5 against Tampa. He's been very, very hit and miss, but one thing he's been doing is striking out a ton of guys of late. Bundy's bringing a 24% K rate into the night's game. 36% ground ball rate. And Dylan Bundy, of all people, hard contact of only 26%. That is very, very impressive. And it's a Detroit Tigers team which strikes out 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So Bundy is a very intriguing play on this slate. Detroit's got a 4-5-5 team total. Lefty's 304. Righty's 349. But you look at Detroit, I already talked about the high strikeout rate. They have a 279 Woba and a 138 ISO versus right-handed pitching. It's not good. Is Dylan Bundy going to be stressful to play at 8500 bucks? Oh, hell yeah. There's no doubt about it. But the fact he's priced up might actually lower his ownership and become a very intriguing play versus Detroit. It's not a must by any means. not a lock-in spot. Very intriguing at 8500 bucks. Trevor Richards is uh, 8200 at home against the Gigantes. You can target the Giants anytime you like. Trevor Richards, very hot and cold of late, but uh, 17.4 at Detroit. We, we used him in that one. 15 against the Mets. And then some really shaky starts before that. So it's a rough start, rough spot, but a great matchup against the San Francisco Giants. A Giants team striking out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Uh, Trevor Richards, 21% K rate, but only a 35.5% ground ball rate and a walk rate of 11.5%. So he gets himself in a lot of his own trouble. But the Giants have the second lowest team total at 3.7. Lefty's 326, righty's 321. And the Giants have a 285 Woba, first right-handed pitching. It's very... Very bad out by the bay. So Trevor Richards at 82 is definitely in play on this slate. If you want to be a little contrarian to get some low ownership, Max Freed, 8100 bucks. I love this play, uh, GPP-wise, because the Nationals, they can wake up from time to time, but overall, rather cold. Max has been very, very good at home, a 208 ERA at home, averaging almost 18 DraftKings points per start. 
compared to 3.81 ERA on the road. Has not faced the Nats yet this year, but 17 or more points in three straight starts for Freed. He had a big hiccup at the Dodgers, and then prior to that, 29-4, 16-20. He's been pitching very, very good this season. Gets, again, a Nats team that can be sketchy, but they do strike out 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Freed, 22.5% K rate, almost 56% ground ball rate. A Nationals team with a team total of... 4.2, lefties 255, righties 304 versus Freed. So he's been very good. The Nats do have a 360 Woba and a 202 ISO versus lefties, which is outstanding. But they strike out a lot. Freed's been very, very good. If you want to be a GPP contrarian play, Freed at 81, I like quite a bit. Last but not least here, Jeff Samarja is $7,700 at the Miami Marlins. Samarja better at home than on the road, as you'd expect. But this is the Miami Marlins. They're peskier than shit. They messed with um, Scherzer yesterday. Uh, really, only got he only got six innings because of the pitch counts and the the lack of strikeouts or something special. But Miami does strike out twenty six percent of the time versus right handed pitching. So that was kind of a weird fluky deal. Samarja gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. The ballpark will help him there. The Marlins have a three point eighteen total, third lowest on the slate. They have a two seventy woba and a one hundred one ice over right handed pitching, which is really Really bad. So Samarja, as bad as he's been at 7,700, is in play. So your 7 and 8K guys, they got Bundy 1, Trevor Richards 2, Shark 3, Max Freed 4. All right, last guy I'll mention here as your punt of the night is Marco Gonzalez. 6,900 bucks at home against the Texas Rangers. Marco's been uh, averaging 13 points at home, 14.1 on the road. But against Texas in two starts this year, he's thrown 14 innings, given up one earned run. That was a home run. Walked one and struck out 12 over 14. He's averaging 24.3 points per start against the Texas Rangers. He faced him his last time out, seven innings, three uh, Ks in Texas, 14.4 DraftKings points. His start at home was seven shutout innings with nine Ks for 34.2. So Marco at 69 is definitely in play. He's got some good history against the Rangers there. When you break it on down a little farther, Texas strikes out almost 24% of the time versus left-handed pitching, so you can exploit that. 43% ground ball rate for Marco. Not a big strikeout guy, as you saw. Three in Texas, but nine at home. Texas, they do strike out more versus lefties, so that can help Marco quite a bit. They have a 4.4 team total. Lefties, 314. Righties, 312. But only a 307 Woba versus lefties for the Texas Rangers. So Marco at 69 is a punt play indeed. All right, recapping your pitching real quick. You got Rich Hill up top, David Price, Matt Boyd, Lucas Giolito. That's 9K and above. In your 7 and 8K range, Trevor Richards. Uh, or no, Dylan Bundy, Trevor Richards, Shark, Max Freed. And your punt is Marco Gonzalez. Now let's get to the bats on this 13-game bang- banger going to the catcher position. You got the likes of JTO Muto if you want to pay up versus Wainwright. It's very intriguing, but... We'll start with the likes of like Omar Narvaez versus Jesse Chavez at 44. You got Alex Avila and Coors versus Antonio Sensatella. The member Sensatella is 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 Muerta. Muy Muerta. It's 4300 bucks there. Uh, you go down farther. You got the likes of uh, James McCann, 41. But I, I'd stick with uh, Avila and Navarez up top. Or you could drop down to the likes of Jason Castro at 4K versus Zach Davies. That's definitely a guy in play for you. You could look at uh, Josh Fagley against Garcia and Tropiano at 3900 He could be a cheaper option. Blake Swihart, if he's playing again, he's batting like fifth or sixth yesterday. He's catcher outfield eligible at 3800 bucks for Sensatella and Coors. Makes Swihart an option. Usually he wouldn't be. 
Jorge Alfaro at 3,600 versus Samarja. Alfaro starting to really heat up. So there's some options here, catcher, depending on how much money you want to spend. Uh, Ronnie Chirinos, if you want to fade Lester at 35 in a GPP, you can definitely go there. Not a problem with that at all. As you drop below Chirinos, though, it does get a little groggier. There's no sugarcoat in that one. But uh, that's when it turns into, do you go with the likes of maybe a, a Jan Gomes or a Kurt Suzuki or an Isaiah Kenner-Falefa, or do you just say, screw it, and I'm punting all the way at the bottom? That all depends on what lineups come out. So it's all far and above recommendations for now until we see lineups at the catcher position. First base, you got belly bombs at 58 versus Mats. I don't care if it's lefty-lefty. If you want to play belly, you play him. He took DeGrom way deep yesterday. Like, way deep. It was a, a moon shot. A piss missile, as they would say. Anthony Rizzo at $5,500. Uh, I wrote him up in the free Dequant Edge article yesterday because he has been absolutely white hot. He's averaging 15.5 over his last 10. And what did he do in his first at-bat? He took Garrett Cole to pound town. So you look at his numbers... 21, 8, 11, 24, 31, 22, 9, 13, 16 in his last nine games. He's been that damn good. He's 5,500 versus Corbin Martin. I respect the heck out of Corbin Martin. I really, really do. But at the same time, you don't get in front of a train like Anthony Rizzo. The Cubs have a 4.5 team total. Super small sample with Corbin Martin. But he's got some massive reverse splits in his first few starts. Lefty's 223, righty's 401. That, I think, will be different as time goes on. H to the Rizzo at 55 is a great play in that matchup. If you want to play it for Vogelbach, you can. He put one into the upper decks yesterday at 5,200. But I'd slide down to like Freddie Freeman in the GPP versus Strasburg is intriguing. Uh, if you want to save some cash and get weird, Strasburg is obviously very, very good. But um, when looking at Atlanta, they have a 4.3 team total. Lefty's 247, righty's 234. Freeman's a GPP type play just with his upside against a guy like Strasburg. Going down farther, like Jose Abreu at 47, massive upside in that matchup. If you choose to go there, Hunter Dozier with Gilito on the GPP, I can understand it. Going on down even farther, though, Big big Pete, big Pete, Meat Pete Alonzo, 4,500 versus Rich Hill. We know Rich Hill's only going about six innings, so keep that in mind. But uh, PD's been very, very good. When you look at the Mets, uh, lefty's 197, righty's 286 versus Rich Hill. So Pete Alonzo at 45 could be a nice little contrarian play in that one. Same with Trey Mancini versus Matt Boyd at 44. Going down farther, though, like a Justin Smoke. It will face a lefty Yarborough after a while. Let's keep that in mind. Renato Nunez, he's always in play in a GPP versus a lefty. He went deep again yesterday. He was super low-owned. In his last 10 games, he's hit six homers. He's averaging 13.1 DraftKings points over his last six. Colorado helps, but he was even doing it before Colorado. Uh, 18 yesterday, 5, 24, 14. That takes us through Colorado. Then 23 and 22 in New York, a 0 at 23 in New York. So swinging a hot stick is Renato Nunez. Loves him some lefties at 4,300 GPP only. Going down farther like a Matt Carpenter with Nick, Nick Pavetta for Nick Pavetta's return to the bigs at 41 is worth a look. But Matt Olson against Garcia and Tropiano at 4K, very nice value in that one. If you're looking to save some cash at the position, I can get behind some Matt Chapman very, very well. Farther down you look, though, it does get a little bleaker. Maybe a Nico Goodrum versus Bundy at 35. I can definitely utilize that as some value. Um, other than that, check your lineups, but that would be about as far as I'd go on this one. Second base, Cattell Marte and Coors versus Sensatella at 58. I like that quite a bit. Uh, you got Chavez is always interesting, but Brandon Lau versus Richards, nah, not so much today. But So Marte, 
You can go with some Whit Merrifield if you choose. Otherwise, go down to like a Jonathan Scope at 45. Moustakis is lefty-lefty, so be careful. Um, Vargas of the Arizona Diamondbacks, second base, third base. I'm not even going to try to say it. Vargas of the Diamondbacks, 4300 bucks. Second base, third base eligible at 4300 Makes for a cash game play with some GPP upside in Coors. Especially because he's the top of that order, so keep an eye on him. Cesar Hernandez has been white hot. He's 4200 bucks versus uh, Adam Wainwright, so keep an eye on him as well. Just sucks where he hits in the order. Brendan Rodgers at 42 is a nice piece of Colorado's second base shortstop. Uh, Merrill Kelly's been horrible on the road. We'll see if that continues tonight, but uh, good spot for him there. Going below the 4K now, like Ozzie Albies in a GPP at 38 is worth a look. Uh, Chad Pender at 37 if you need to. Same with Tommy Lestella, but I'd rather not if I don't have to. Um, Adrianza, if he's in the Minnesota lineup, second base, third base at 36. I can definitely get behind that one. Uh, Hanser Alberto loves his lefties. He's 3,500 versus Matt Boyd. Again, Boyd, I respect the hell out of, but that's some serious savings. Nicky Lopez at 34. Luis uh, Arias, second base, third base for Minnesota. He's in play as well. Put up 14 points last night. He's 3,400. For the Twins. So there's definitely some options down here if you choose. Third base. You got Arenado at 59 against Kelly. I like that a lot, of course. Uh, if you want to fade Max Fried, Rendon at the 58 is interesting. But Eduardo Escobar at 57. So you got Arenado and Escobar and Coors, both outstanding plays. Uh, I really don't think Boston plays. But if it does, Rafael Devers is a great play yet again at 5,600. Just crushing baseballs. Hit one off the monster yesterday. Really, really hitting the ball well. So keep an eye on Rafi at 56. At that point, though, I'd still try to get up to Escobar or Arenado if I had to go up that high at the position. But going on down, uh, you got like Miguel Sano in a GPP at 47. I can get behind that. Same with Hunter Dozier at 46. Yohan Moncada at 45 has got some upside there versus Keller. No doubt about that. Mentioned Vargas from Arizona. He's 43. But Matty Chapman, he's hitting lefties. He's hitting righties. He's hitting everyone. He went deep again yesterday. That's his fourth home run in his last 10 games. He's averaging 11 DraftKings points over his last 10 he has 17 or more in three straight games. He's really, really having a great season. And he's 4300 bucks for his Garcia and the Tropiano of the uh, Anaheim Angels. So keep an eye on him for some cheap value. Matty Carpenter at 41 as well is a nice play. If you don't want to trust Steven Matz, and I usually don't, he'll throw his good games from time to time. The Dodgers have a 4.8 team total. Lefty's 382, righty's 324. You get a guy like Justin Turner at 4100. Definitely put some upside at the dish for you. We know he, he in his career he's matched lefties. Kind of having a slow season, but his last three games, 10, 23, and 10, a 5 and a 10. So 10 or more in four of his last five. You can give Justin Turner a shot there at 41. Some serious upside in that matchup. Farther down you look, though, um, you kind of pick your poisons. Brian Anderson, third base outfield versus Shark at 38 is very, very much in play as a value. Marvin Gonzalez, third base outfield. They kind of missed on having the first base eligibility, but third base outfield works. Averaging eight over his last ten. He's kind of slowed down a three, two, and a four in his last three before his just insane pace before that. But 3,700 versus Zach Davies does give you some nice savings on this slate if you choose to go there. Kyle Seeger is back for the Seattle Mariners since his return. 12, 4, and 10. He's swinging a decent stick. He was batting second last night. He's $3,700 versus uh, Jesse Chavez and the uh, rest of the Texas Rangers bullpen. So you get some savings there with Kyle Seeger. Don't hate that at all. Mentioned Adrianza earlier at 36, Hanser Alberto at 35, uh, Luis Arias at 34. So there's definitely some options down here if you choose to go that way. So second base and third base have some value if needed. 
Shortstop, Eduardo Escobar, once again at 57, is in play, and so is Trevor Story at 55. Those are your Captain Obvious plays of the day. If you want to fade Gialito, Alberto Mondesi's 52, but Jorge Polanco at 51 for Zach Davies is oh so nice. Uh, Minnesota 505 team total, lefties 337, righties 305 versus Zach Davies, so very much a play there for Mr. Polanco. Farther down you look, though, you got the guys like Elvis Andrus or Marco Gonzalez at 49 if you want to be a little different there. That'll go overlooked. Uh, Frenchie Lindor if that game plays. But uh, Trey Turner, 4,600 versus Matt Freed is an option. One I do like a lot at 45. We're getting a bit of a discount as the price has dropped a little bit over the, of, of late. But he's averaging 7 points in his last 10, and that is Paul DeYoung. He has slowed down 6 2 2 but prior to that, 16-29. We know what the DeYoung can do. He can DeDong all over the place. we got Nicky Pavetta making his return to the bigs. And St. Louis has a 5.05 team total. Lefties are 481. Righties are 423 versus Pavetta before he got sent down. And we know how um, DeYoung loves to crush right-handed pitching, especially in a nice ballpark like Philadelphia. Going down down a little farther, we got Carlos Correa who had the day off yesterday. Gets John Lester at 4300 bucks. Don't mind that as a GPP play. Um, as Correa can get to a lefty and, le- and righties can get to Lester. So something to think about there. Brendan Rodgers at 42 for some cheaper Coors. Talked about that already. Uh, Marcus Simeon at 4K. Corey Seager at 4K. Both interesting options in their matchups. Going down below 4K, though, it's always a little bleaker uh, at this position. Like, Freddie Galvis is in play at 36. He went deep yesterday. Um, you can look at him. But other than that, there's nothing that really stands out a ton at this point in time. Maybe once lineups come out, we'll get a few things, but nothing crazy. Like Ahmed Rosario's down here, but uh, he's facing Rich Hill at 3,200. I don't hate it as a, as a punt, just not something you're looking to run to do. So we'll have to check lineups and see what value comes out at shortstop, but it's loaded up top as usual. Outfield, Christian Yellick at 58 versus Perez. GPP is in play, but Cattell Marte at 58 is a great play. Uh, Cody Bellinger at 58 is a really good play. Austin Meadows is just straight fire right now. You got Clayton Richards starting in the Toronto bullpen. 29 more points last night. 29-38 in his last two. 29-38-3 and 12 in his last four. Austin Meadows is a beast. Absolute beast. It's got to be a, a hell being a Pirates fan and seeing Austin Meadows do that day in and day out. 5700 bucks there is a great price. You got Draw Dyson and Coolers at 57 Not bad. Going down down farther like Max Kepler. Eddie Rosario, both 55. I like those quite a bit. Kepler's swinging a really hot stick. So both those are great plays there versus Davies. Very, very expensive plays as well. So keep that in mind. Got Adam Jones and Coors at 55 in play. Uh, Just Dongs. Martinez doubled on yesterday. He's 5,400, but I doubt that game plays. If you want to be contrarian, Juan Soto, 5,300, is on fire right now. And he's facing the left. He's averaging 12.4 in his last 10. Only put up a wee five points yesterday. Poor Juan. But uh, he mashes lefties, mashes lefties, and he'll go overlook because people are still oblivious to that kind of stuff that don't pay attention or listen to quick hits, that he mashes lefties. So no one's going to play him lefty-lefty matchup. And it's a good matchup because Freed's a good pitcher, so that might be the... It's, to me, it's he, if he struggles, it's because Freed's the good pitcher, not because it's lefty-lefty. That's what I'm trying to say. So Soto at 53, good play. Senshin Chu in a GPP at 51, yeah, maybe. But Avisil Garcia at 49 versus Clayton Richards, I like that a lot. Avi, we know he can target versus left-handed pitching. Same with Tommy Pham at 48. I've been mentioning it. He was on a cold streak. I was talking about it last week. He's really heating up, averaging 11.3 over his last 10. 16, 7, 21, 5, 24, 18 over his last six. So Tommy Pham is back. He's 4,800 bucks against Clayton Richards. That is a great play. Marcelo Zuna at 48 versus Pavetta is very solid as well. 
uh, sliding on down some more. You can ride the hot streak of Andrew McCutcheon versus Wayno at 47. Don't hate that at all. Philadelphia's got a 5.45 team total. Lefty's 366, righty's 303. So zero problem riding that Philadelphia wave when you're looking at this one. Farther down you go, though, uh, a um, Mitch Hanniger, Domingo Santana are both in play if you want to go to Seattle. They're, they're, I'm not going to tell you not to. There's a lot of places to go on this slate, and Seattle's not one of my favorite spots, but they are in a great matchup for some crappy pitching in Texas. Uh, Trey Mancini in a GPP, yes. Uh, I'll even go Ronald Acuna in a GPP. If you want to get weird, go like Acuna, Freeman, maybe just a two-man, a two man, or maybe add on like a Marquecas or something for Strasburg. I can go there. It's uh, GPP only. It can go horribly, horribly wrong, but the upside is there. I can see that. Ryan Braun versus lefty Martin Perez at 44. We know Braun versus lefties is a big boy thing. Alex Gordon versus Giolito at 43 has some upside as well. I kind of want to target Giolito. I love Giolito. I think Giolito can just deal. I would not be shocked if he dealt in this one. But it's one of those everyone's now in love with Giolito moments. I just I have a weird feeling about that one. But you never know. He could absolutely deal. I'm going to probably have some pitching. I might put one little royal stack together as well just to kind of cover my bases. Uh, Bryce Harper versus Adam Wainwright at 43 is value. Massive value in that one. Big time value in that one. Play Bryce Harper if you feel like you want to. Because he's going to go on a heater sooner than later. And Wainwright could be the cure for that heater. Um, Romeo Tapia likely leading off for Colorado at 4,300 versus Kelly. That's a very good value for Coors. Player same with David Dahl at 42. So Dahl and Tapia, that's really good value. Like really stupid good value for Coors against Amaro Kelly. A guy that struggles on the road tremendously. Uh, the Rockies have a 6.55 team total. Lefties 3.78, righties 3.81 versus Merrill Kelly. So that's a really good value there with Tapia and Dahl. You can really take advantage of that. Going on down some more, like Victor Robles, low cane at 41, GPP. Uh, Nick Castellanos is on fire. Mentioned it yesterday. He had 12 more points. 12, 21, 5, 10, 11 in his last five. So 10 or more in four of his last five. Maybe more cash game than GPP, but the upside's there versus a guy like Dylan Bundy at 4,000. Sliding on down a little farther, going below the 4K range. You got the likes of Kyle Schwarber at 39 versus Corbin Martin. I like that quite a bit. Likely leading off there. Uh, very good play below 4K for you. Nomar Mazar in a GPP at 39. Curtis Granderson in a GPP at 38. Brian Anderson at 38 for Miami as well. Brings some value. Blake Swihart and Coors at 38. A little bit of upside there. Um, farther down you go, though. Brandon Belt at 37 if you so choose. Like Marvin Gonzalez at 37 is in play uh, at that price point for sure. Steven Piscotti at 37. I don't, I, we know he prefers Piscotti versus lefties, but still a very good look there. Chad Pender's okay. I like Piscotti at 37 quite a bit if you want to go there. Uh, 3,600, Jacoby Jones quietly playing well. 5'11, 20, 27 in his last four. Gets Dylan Bunny. So if you're looking for some savings, Jacoby Jones can be your guy. Eloy Jimenez will be a GPP play every day. He's a, he's our new Fran Mel Reyes right now. His power is limitless. He just hasn't put the consistency together. He's thirty six hundred bucks for his, uh, Keller. He is a GPP play a hundred percent of the time on this one. Like that is a great value. He can put up a complete goose egg, no doubt about it. He can also double on. Thus, the GPP play. Thus, who've listened long enough understand this because of what I said about Fran Mel Reyes. Now he's like mid four Ks every night. And there we go. You jump on them now. It doesn't work every night, but the nights it does, it just catapults you up the standings. Nico Goodrum at 35. I can get behind that. Charlie Tilson at 35. Another nice value, especially if he's towards the top of that White Sox lineup. Jose Martinez, only 3,500 versus Nick Pavetta. Uh, Dexter Fowler at 3,500. 
Uh, no, that's, that's Dustin Fowler. Okay, never mind. That makes more sense. But there are some cheapies down here. Very interesting stuff here. Uh, check your lineups because this could get fun, especially with some of the uh, the Marlins guys like Austin Dean, Cooper. If you want to fade some margins, they're down here cheap too. So lots of value if you choose. There's value on a few positions tonight. So we'll see how it all breaks down once the lineups get released. All right, recapping your pitching. 9K and above, I got Rich Hill. I got David Price, Matt Boyd, Lucas Giolito. In the 7 and 8K range, Bundy, Richards, Shark, Freed. Down below, Marco Gonzalez. Stack attack tonight. You got to like some uh, Tampa Bay versus Clayton Richards is very, very intriguing. But you really got to like Coors, of course. Colorado and Arizona, both really, really good looks there because Kelly and Sensatella are not good. Philadelphia versus Wayno, very, very intriguing there. Uh, you can take a peek at Seattle. Uh, it's supposed to be Chavez, then Sampson. So that's an interesting one in that matchup. Uh, St. Louis versus Pavetta. Pavetta returning the bigs. That whole game there, St. Louis and uh, Philadelphia, definitely stackable. Minnesota's expensive, but does have a, an upside there versus Zach Davies, especially from the left side of the plate. Houston versus John Lester. Lefty's 389, righty's 355. The bubble will burst on Lester eventually. Houston's offense just has been really, really bad. Like that line that they put out yesterday was horrible, but they scored runs. So we'll see. Uh, the Dodgers versus Steven Matz, I think, will be overlooked. I think that could be very good. The White Sox versus Brad Keller is outstanding. Lefty's 373, righty's 357. So a lot to like there with the White Sox. Lots of ways to go. Detroit versus Bundy's always got upside. Cubs versus Martin. Uh, lots and lots of angles to pick on this slate. Even the Marlins versus Sharks. So we'll break it all down. We'll talk about it in both the chats and see where that continues to go as the day goes on and lineups come out. BVP on this slate. Odebel Herrera 5 for 9 with a home run versus Adam Wainwright. Gene Segura has been red hot. 10 for 22. Double and a homer. I probably didn't even mention him. I forgot. But Gene Segura just play the guy if you're stacking them especially. Bryce Harper, 9 for 22 doubles and a homer. Uh, McCutcheon, 18 for 61. That's a 295 average, six doubles, a triple, two homers. As a team, they're hitting 348 versus Wayno. So Philly in a really, really good spot there. Um, Yadier, Jericho, Carpenter, Ozuna have all taken Pavetta deep. Carlos Santana, 11 for 34, four doubles versus David Price. Neil Walker's got two homers on Shark. Freddie Freeman, oh. This makes it even better. The GPP glove I gave earlier. 17 for 48. That's a 354 average. Five doubles, four home runs off Samarja. Uh, Dancy Swanson's taking him deep. Brian McCann, 7 for 21, a double and a triple. Marquez is 10 for 36, two doubles and a homer. As a team, they're at 322 off Strasburg. Interesting. Michael Brantley, 8 for 24, two doubles versus Lester. Uh, the White Sox, Louis Garcia, 4 for 11, two doubles. Yomer Sanchez, two doubles. Tim Anderson, Yonder Alonso taking Brad Keller deep. Solaire, Hearn, and Merrifield have all taken uh, Giolito deep. They're in a buck 23 versus Lucas. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Farther down we look, trying to find some more BVP for you here. Joey Gallo's got two home runs off Marco Gonzalez. Not much showing up on this. Uh, Justin Turner, two homers off of Steven Matz. Kiki Hernandez has one. David Fries has one as well. Conforto's taken Rich Hill deep twice. Last bit of info, Mike Tucker updated the MLB DFS sheets he's building. He's building more and more. There's more to come with this. But when you look at his top point projections for the pitching, Lucas Giolito, 1, Frankie Montas, 2, Strasburg, 3, Boyd, 4, Rich Hill, 5. When you're looking for your first value, Shark comes up 6th. So there's definite value there. If you look at, instead of projected points, we look at projected value, Giolito, Bundy, Richards, Perez, Montas, Boyd, Samarja, 
are your best projected value pitchers on this slate. We're looking at DraftKings scoring for the bats, the best projected bats, Arenado, Devers. Um, you got the likes of uh, Max Kepler on this list. But let's look at projected value and see what we come up with on this one with uh, the bats here. Give me a second. Give me a second. And I can't get it filtered properly. But if you go this direction, it's a lot easier. Um there we go. All right, your top projected values on this slate. Steven Piscotti, Max Kepler, Mr. Vargas from Arizona. Voila, third. JBJ, Wilson Ramos, Mark Kana, Matt Carpenter, Echeverria, so on and so forth. So some nice value to take a peek at as well. But lots going on in these sheets. Lots and lots of stuff. He's building more and more, as I said. So come check those out at, at FantasySportsDGens.com, at FantasyDGens on Twitter, and at the FantasySportsDGens Slack chat. Lots going on there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at BD Intric. If you have any questions, hit me up. The Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast dropped last night for myself and Jesse previewing this week's PGA Tour action at the Memorial to get your DraftKings lineups ready. Go check that out. Highly recommend it. Only like 45 minutes in, out, perfect. Um, Bench with Bubba episode 174 with Colin Weatherwax dropped last night. Recapping the week that was in Fab, the NFBC second chance drafts that Colin was in. And the overall ADP changes from the beginning of the year till now. Pretty cool stuff there. Again, go check out the Quantage.com promo code Bubba for whatever you need. But enjoy your Tuesday. Fun thirteen game slate on tap. If you have any questions, again, hit me up. Come to the member Discord at TQE or the Slack chat for Fantasy DGens. But until then, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Cook It. It's your Tuesday, May 28th edition. I'm out. Yeah.